Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 46 of the Seas Show. I am extremely excited to provide you guys a weekly and bi-weekly content. Um, and, you know, things are always ever-changing in the NBA. The landscape has changed completely. And there's always something new to talk about. So this is why I love, you know, delivering content to you guys on a weekly and bi-weekly basis, like I just stated. Um, and obviously right now you already know what we're going to talk about. The whole AD conversation is going to be great. Um, but before we get into today, today's hottest topics, I just want to rehash my previous episode, as always, 45. So in episode 45 of this season's show, Trey returned as we discussed the hottest topics in the NBA, which entailed Lonzo Ball's ankle injury, Kyrie calling on his teammates, the return of Boogie, refs interacting with fans via Twitter, Kylie, I mean Kyrie having a conversation with LeBron James, um, all-star voting Melo's trade to the Bulls, and much, much more. Um, now, without further ado, I would like to reintroduce Manny Fresh, who was on my show about a year ago. So, um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Manny Fresh. Thank you, C, man. It's a pleasure having you, man. It's been a while since I've been on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, man. I think the last time you were on the show was probably last summer. I think it was either right when we got into free agency or right oh, when yeah, the finals had ended. Braun, so yeah, I know you're a little sick about James Harden coming up short. Uh, and then <sighs> I think you finally gave that, credit man. to credit to LeBron James, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wish Braun made another decision to go somewhere else, but... um. Still, he's, he is the king. I'll give him his props. He is the king. But we're not going to talk about James Harden, even though he is going out of control. We're going to wait till the playoffs for that. <laughs> so, man, yeah, you just came from Atlanta, right? How, how, how was that experience over there? No, nah, it's different, man. It's different. It's, it's a beautiful place, man. Mm -hmm. Especially now in 2019, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of black people thriving outside of sports and entertainment, yeah. especially in business and just a lot of young black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So it was a beautiful experience being out there. Good, good, good. So what would you say uh, is like the biggest difference between, you know, like a, you know, small city like Richmond versus one that's a little bit bigger like Atlanta? It's just always active, man. Like people like are always, it's just, I feel like the city just has more life to it. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's always on a different hustle or a different move. Like I even saw a 14 year old learn about like, not even learn, he was telling me about Bitcoin, <laughs> stocks and bonds and stuff, telling me he's about to drop uh -huh. out of school and he already has his own hustle going. So I feel like that's the biggest difference. I feel like there's a lot more hustlers in Atlanta. I'll say that. Hey man, Atlanta's known for hustling, you know what I'm saying? T.I., Migos, you know, Gucci, yeah. all them, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you may have, you may have, you know, you may have, might, you might, you may have well, you know, ran into, you know, the next, the next big thing. Yeah, so wouldn't be surprised, man. Hopefully you, you know, gave them a little bit of your two cents of wisdom, um, you know, so. Just yeah, I would hope thing. so. Are you, are you, are you still, uh, are you still coaching? Oh yeah, I'm still coaching. Um, I'm no longer with Team Loaded. I'm with a new um, team. It's called District We All We Got. Mm -hmm. And it's based out of here in Richmond and Norfolk, Virginia. So we're going to be the first Under Armour team to be welcomed into Virginia. So it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Are y'all going to, are y'all going to, I mean, well, I want to ask Under Armour, I'm the first person I think about is Steph Curry. Are y'all going to, how y'all going to do with like the team shoes and all that? Are y'all still working out the logistics with sponsorships and all oh, that? Oh no, we're definitely Under Armour. Everything's going to be Under Armour. There's probably going to be a couple kids with Curry's. The mm -hmm. new Curry's look good. I, I was skeptical at first, but the new Curry's look nice. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that. And then, um. We're also going to be taking them to a lot of camps, like the NBA Top 100 camp, and um, hopefully I might have the chance to take some of our kids to Steph Curry camp as well. So that should be fun. So what age uh, what age range is this one? So um, right now they have us um, really working with both um, 16s and the 17s program, but um, yeah. we're probably going to focus more on the younger group, the 16s. Okay. Cool, and cool, that, yeah, cool. like I said, man, it should be a fun summer, man. These kids are very talented, so it should be fun. Cool. Do you, are you guys going to have any uh, tournaments in Richmond, um, possibly? I don't think they finalize the schedule if they do i'll definitely let you know mm -hmm. and i gotta let all the viewers and all, everyone listening uh we gotta post it somewhere we'll yeah. definitely let all you guys know but um it should be it should be fun man you might see some future pros on that team hey <laughs> might as well there's always someone that's you know not being noticed that goes noticed and they just need that uh that opportunity so hopefully sure. you know you are providing uh these kids with that opportunity to succeed and hopefully you know by your you know work ethic you know they can implement that into their everyday life and on the court as well too i hope so man it's just that's that's, that's what we do it for just to um just pay it forward you know what i'm saying the knowledge we had that we weren't able to use or some misfortune happened to us like we just pay it forward to them and hopefully they can take it somewhere far Hey, Coach Manny, I got to see him on the sidelines <laughs> yelling. <laughs> oh, 
That's funny, man. But you ready to get into the hottest topics of the day? Yes, sir, man. Let's get it. All right, let's get it. The first thing I want to talk about is Anthony Davis wanting out. Uh, so to take you guys down memory lane, you know, obviously in the NBA, uh, it's kind of like a job. You know, you hit your metrics, um, you go above and beyond for your your job or your company or whatever you want to call it. Um, in this case, for the team itself and the and the entire NBA league, um, you get you know you get eligible for certain things. So. From Anthony Davis making that all first team the previous year, he was eligible for a Supermax deal. So um, 80's contract, his current contract actually um, expires in 2020. So uh, this summer, actually, after the 2018-19 season is over, he's going to be eligible for a Supermax where he can earn an excess of five, a five-year contract that's worth $230 million. So <laughs> when you go back to memory lane, uh, I would I would say I think it was around uh, mid September actually um, news broke out by Rich Paul um, and if you guys who don't know who Rich Paul is he's an American sports agent based in Cleveland Ohio AKA um, you know the trap in Ohio <laughs> he's a childhood uh, friends with LeBron James and he is the founder of Clutch Sports Group um, which basically represents um, a number of NBA players including obviously LeBron James Ben Simmons Contavious Caldwell Pope uh, Tristan Thompson John Wall J.R. Smith uh, the the list goes on and on and on but uh, on September of last year in 2018 the news was made official that Anthony Davis changed agents to sign with Rich Paul uh, now why am I bringing this up? Well, because LeBron James, like I said, is represented by Rich Paul. Um, LeBron James this past offseason signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. Um, and LeBron's currently out of the playoff hunt with his team. Obviously, he's been injured. But what's more important is that a few months back, the media asked LeBron James, would you love to play with AD? And LeBron kind of looked at them sideways like, duh. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to play with, you know, a top five talent in the NBA? Like, Give me anybody that, give me anybody, and I and I'll show you how great they can be. Um, and AD got asked the same thing. He kind of brushed it off and said, you know, um, it would be obviously great to play with LeBron James, but at the same time, I gotta just you know do what's best for my team. So he just essentially saying he, he just shut, shut everything down, say so he's just focused on his team. Um, and then there was some rumors as well too when the Pelicans came to LA um, and played the Lakers back when LeBron James was still playing. Both of them had dinner afterwards. No one knows what they talked about, but we can only assume that they did some form of tampering, but who cares? Um, but now, earlier this week, actually a couple of days ago, the one and only Adrian Wojnarowski broke some news and said that AD plans on not resigning um, after the season over. And, uh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So uh, it's looking like AD's... 80s futures in, is in is in shambles right now um, with the organization in the New Orleans Pelicans. So you know we, it's just crazy how much you know players have so much control nowadays. You know we've seen Kyrie demand a trade and end up in Boston. Uh, we see Kawhi not be happy um, in San Antonio, demand a trade and got shipped all the way to Toronto. We've seen even Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, my father, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler demand a trade. Um, you know even when he was on the Bulls and he forced his way over to Minnesota. Now he's with the 76ers um, and then we saw a few years ago PG basically say that he wants to go to LA um, and now you know he's he got traded OKC now and now it's now it's 80s time so 80s a top tier talent obviously looking up some stats you know career average 24 points per game 11 rebounds two assists uh, this season he's only played 41 games but he's averaged 29 points per game 13.3 rebounds 4.4 assists and shooting over 50% from the field and over 80% from the line and has the, one of the highest PERs, I think the highest PER this year at 30.9, right under James Harden. Um, AD is just an extreme talent. Um, there's nothing he can't do on the floor. Uh, he can bring it up. He can post you up. He can defend every position. He led the league in blocks three times, five-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA All-First Team, uh, NBA All-Defensive Team. Uh, the list goes on and on. He's even won an Olympic. Um, and I think, you know, his, his time is, is about due. Uh, so, you know, my question I want to ask to you, Manny, uh, why do you think he wants to leave? Because I have a few topics that we can talk about. So some things that come to my mind is five things. Location. So when I think about location, we can talk about location first. So when I think about location, with these top-tier teams, you got, you know, your Lakers, you got Boston, you got Golden State, who's emerged these last couple of years. You got Toronto, you got Philly. These are these top market teams. 
And what people like about these big market teams is that it's in a pretty good city, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like with New Orleans, although it is enticing, you know, they're known for their seafood, they're known for Mardi Gras and whatnot, I feel like a lot of players don't really gravitate towards that. So it could be that, you know, he just isn't satisfied with the location. Um, and another thing I said was his overall happiness. So I'm all for players, you know, doing what they have to do, you know, whatever makes them happy and whatever they think, uh, you know, will better themselves in the future, go for it. You know what I'm saying? You you know, you could have some animosity towards them at first, but um, who am I to judge someone on what to do? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like after losing over and over again, you know, you just can't get happy. And that kind of coincides with talent too. I feel like they really didn't, when I say they really didn't, New Orleans Pelicans really didn't spend that much time um, really trying to build this team. When I say build the team, not just trying to acquire people from free agency like Araja Rondo or uh, get a trade and get Nikola Meritich and uh, DeMarcus Cousins um, and, and the Drew Holiday and whatnot, but really buying into drafting your players and bringing them up like a San Antonio, bringing them up like a Boston Celtics, bringing them up like a Golden State Warriors. That's where the GM failed. And like I said, the talent around him, since he's been in the NBA, he's played seven years in the NBA, and he's only made two playoff appearances. So right now he has a 5-8 and eight record in the NBA playoffs. And first year got swept by the Warriors. That's when they went and won their first um, title. And the second year was last year when he had Rondo and he had Nikola Meritich and Drew Holiday was just on another level. They swept Portland. And then after that, they only won one game against the Golden State Warriors. So since 80's been on New Orleans, they have a record of 241 wins and 302 losses. So that's a 44% win percentage. Um, so those are some topics I want to talk about. And bless winning tears, like I said, you have played – 451 games and you've been you're you're available to play 543 games you played over 83 percent of your games you've done all you could but the organization is just not placing that talent around you um and then the last effect i would say is lebron james you know what i'm saying he just has that effect on bringing in marquee free agents play with d wade who's going to probably go down as the third best shooting guard of all time unless james harden gets a ring um chris bosh you know great two-way player uh played with ray allen you know he's played with the with Kyrie, kevin love you know the list goes on and on and on so i know this is a long ass monologue ladies and gentlemen but <laughs> manny fresh why do you think ad wants to leave you said you wanted to talk about location first, right? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if you are anyone in sports and entertainment right now, like, you just want to be in L.A. <laughs> you feel me? Like, and it helps that, you know what I'm saying? Like, even besides the Lakers, it helps that the Clippers are winning the way they are and they have enough money to pay you. Two players. They have, they have enough money to pay two players. So I'm saying, even if, say AD didn't even end up on Los Angeles. Say you want to even go to the Clippers. That's a possibility, and he can still be in L.A. And like I said, like if you're in sports and entertainment, like that's where you want to be right now. So um, just off location alone, he definitely wants to be in L.A., and I can see A.D. being in L.A., and he wants to get paid too, and he, he needs a fresh start. So, Yeah, and then the second topic that I talked about was happiness. Well, there's a big saying that you know you can have all the money in the world, but money doesn't truly buy you happiness. So these owners are thinking, you know, we can just toss you what this five-year, two hundred thirty-plus million-dollar contract. Yeah, if he was a young player, it. if he was like like Devin Booker, like if he was like a young player like that, or even which Carl he Anthony was, Towns. which he was, he was at some point. He he would take that check, and yeah. he did before. Remember, he was he was the first player to get that supermax. Yeah, he was the very first dude to get that supermax. So I'm saying, like, there's only so many times New Orleans can, you know, what I'm saying, toss bread at him. Yeah. At the end of the day, like like you said, money can't really truly buy you happiness, or in the NBA, it can't buy you a ring either. Mm-hmm. Now. One thing people can argue or go against me, uh, rather, is if you are arguably a top three, top five player in the NBA, why can't you consistently make the playoffs? Why, why, why can't, why can't they win as much? Um, I mean, I always tell people like, I think I said this last podcast, bro, like. Winning a championship and just winning playoff games, that is, that's a team thing. You have to be a special type of talent to be able to just to backpack and carry your team. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like, LeBron is one of very few people that can just take his whole 
starting five and be like, let's go to the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people can do that. Especially for a person like AD, like the yeah. position he plays at too. Like, like it's not like he's going to close the game like from a hezzy pull up from Trey, you feel me? Yeah. He needs, he needs someone else to distribute, right? Exactly. Like, he's still, like, especially with the talent he is, like, it's not like Shaq was setting himself up. Someone had to give him the ball. AD kind is the same way. Like, he needs people around him that can feed him and give him the ball. Yeah. And um, Drew Holiday's great. I'm not taking any way, anything away from Drew Holiday. But overall, he hasn't had enough talented players around him mm-hmm. to just elevate him and push him to where he, like, wants to get in his career. Like, when you said that stat, what, 5 of 8 in the playoffs? Yeah. Off the two times he did go? That's nasty. <laughs> That's nasty, dog. <laughs> That's bro. Yeah, and I think he's definitely tired of that. So I'm saying, on top of location, just the fact that he's already gotten paid mm-hmm. and he needs to start winning. So I don't think New Orleans can offer that to him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then, uh, like I said, I put blessed, sweat, and tears, obviously. I told you um, out of the 543 games that he was available for in the seven years, including this season as well, too, he's played 451 games. So he's played an average of 83%. Um, of the games, and, and, and he's given everything to him. So uh, for the organization not to develop their players the way they wanted, for the organization not to put the right um, coaching staff around him, for the organization not to put the right players around him via free agency or via trade, um, it's just about that time for, you know, something new to happen. And then the last thing I talked about was LeBron James. Why does LeBron James have such pull? I mean, I know it helps a little bit that he's in L.A., um, but why do you think he has such such a big pull? I mean, if we're thinking about it, like, up until now, and we can't really say yet, like, he's been to the finals for the past seven to eight times in the past decade. That's enough pull in itself, you feel me? Like, that that alone right there is enough pull in itself. And um, I wouldn't say too much for a guard, but especially for a big man, like, you want to be around a player like LeBron because he's one of the best passers of all time. One of the best passers of all time. Mind you, he's, he's a lethal threat enough where you have to respect him when he has the ball in his hands, so you have to pick him up. It's not like he's a Rondo type of guy. Mm-hmm. So when you have a, a player of that caliber on your team, you know you're going to have room to get off, even more so than um, if he was in New Orleans because right now like all eyes are on him, but he knows if he plays LeBron, like he's going to have more room, per se, to, to get off because all eyes are on LeBron now. So do you think they can actually mesh together? I think so. Cause off the fact that um, this is this is gonna be like LeBron's third power forward, but I think this is gonna be the best power forward he's ever played with. Mind you, Chris Bosh, he was not slight. We used we used to slight him, like we put a lot of pressure on Bosh. Cause he was ugly. <laughs> he was man. He, his mannerisms was just, uh, it was disgusting. But like at the end of the day, he was a bucket and he was a what four or five time All Star. Like so, but this is probably the best player LeBron is gonna play with on top, and then. He can pick and pop. He can create his own bucket. He's one of the very few power forwards that can take someone off the dribble. He can post up. He can basically do everything. So I'm saying they're both like Bron and AD. I feel like they'll just take pressure off each other, and it's going to be a lethal team. And the thing about it is LeBron James is 34 years old now. So who else is he looking to to you know take the pressure off of him or you know potentially um, carry the mantle? AD right there. Who knows? I mean, I mean that Kyrie combo is kind of crazy. If Kyrie oh, we went we back, but as far oh, as trade man. proposals, if you're the GM right now for the Los Angeles Lakers, so you're Plinka and you're, you're Magic okay. Johnson, you ever you you, you whoever you want to be, um, what assets are you giving up, and why? See, at first it was just like okay, they had, I guess they had wiggle room in free agency. They could say like okay, like. You remember there was like those um what were they saying? There was those news headlines of like okay like Ingram's off the table, any any one of you else you guys can go. And then it was like okay Lonzo and, and Kuzma like they're off the table, anyone can go. But for AD, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's on the table. For AD, really everyone's on the table. The only thing you can really say for the Lakers is like okay you can't have three of our players. You can't have three of our main players. So say if so they want say three of your main players, you mean three of the main like young talent? Young talent. So. Okay. I, it's it's between Lonzo, Kuzma, Brandon. You can't take all three. You could take two and maybe Josh Hart. If like if you really want AD that bad, you could take two and maybe even throw Josh Hart in there. But you can't take all three. You feel me? And you know they want to keep Kuzma really really bad. But at the end of the day, he might be the first one to go now because he is showing up. Showing up, and and I personally think that 
They should hold on to Lonzo. I still think he has the most potential out of all of them. I think eventually LeBron James won't be as ball dominant as he is. He's going to shift more to um, the post. And I feel like he's going to want Lonzo to take that pressure off him as well, too. Lonzo's already one of the best uh, defenders in the, in the league right now. He gets you rebounds. He gets you assists. He's that type of player that when the game's on the line, his shot may not always be falling, but he'll make the right play. He'll make that game-winning, uh, game-shifting type of play. Um, and it can only go up from here. And it's crazy. He just started to hit his stride before he sprained his ankle. So I think they should keep him. Plus, Magic Johnson drafted him, and he's telling us that he is the future. When he sees Lonzo, he sees himself. Um, so it's just interesting to see. Um, I really, I really got to figure it out. I love Kuzma, too, because even though I think Lonzo has the most upside, most potential, I think right now, given how old LeBron James is, I think Kuzma just fits him better. He does. Kuzma doesn't need to handle the ball too much either. And then at the same time, like, Kuzma, bro, he's just a surprise. Like, my, like the biggest thing, the biggest variable with Kuzma is just, like, he's giving you all this and you haven't even paid him yet. So you still have maybe one or two years where you can get this out of him, and you don't got to give him anything. Yeah, so they all got, uh, I think, one or two more years on their contract, and they're not all getting paid, but especially Kuzma. Like, he's really not getting paid anything, and I think he can give you the most out of all three right now. Mm-hmm. Potential-wise, I don't know where he can go, yeah. but I, I feel like right now you can get the most out of Kyle Kuzma out of all those three. But for that reason alone, I think he's going to be the first on the trading block. See, the thing, that, the thing that is like, yeah, I love AD, I love AD, I love AD, but it's like, if I'm going to give up all essentially my rotation and I have left over what AD and LeBron and what a bunch of D-League players you're probably going to keep Rondo like how are you going to be able to compete you're still going to be able to compete like I said out of those three players you got to keep one Mm -hmm. so for example say um they took Kuzma and Lonzo Mm -hmm. you still got Brandon at the three you got to hope he fills into his potential, though, because I don't feel like we are, like the Lakers are getting the most out of Brandon Ingram. But you still have Brandon, you got Braun, and you have AD. Mm-hmm. So right there, that's that's a good core of your starters right there. And then now you just need a solid point guard and, um, and another big. It can be another forward. But I think just those three pieces alone, you'll be fine. Like I said, as long as you don't lose all three, I think you're still set. On top of that, I think they still have enough money where they can pick up somebody in free agency. Yeah, yeah. And one thing is, too, is like you're definitely going to put Ingram in that package, I think. I think he he has the potential to be good as well, too. Um, and I was just like just bored the other day, and I was like, well, maybe they can sell the Pelicans on Ingram's potential, right? And when I say that, who was like a top five pick – a couple years ago, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo got traded to OKC. Obviously, you know, things didn't work out as well, too, but he kind of put up the same stats as what, you know, Brandon Ingram's doing right now. So when he was with OKC, he averaged 16 points, um, three assists, and four rebounds. And right now, Brandon Ingram's averaging 17, five, and three. And I think Brandon Ingram doesn't really mesh well with LeBron James just based on his body language and just how he overall plays when he's with LeBron on the floor. So I think if you actually put Brandon Ingram in a new system when he has the keys and he's that guy, I think that's when he, he's going to take his step to the next level. So I would sell him on that. And then like you said, you're probably going to have to get rid of Kuzma too yeah. or Lonzo. So it's going to be interesting. So asking you this question before we get to the next topic – if you are the Pelicans and you're thinking about your future, who do you want? Let's say you, you got you got you can take three of them. If we could take three, I, want, I mean, if I could take three, I want Brandon Kuzma and, and Lonzo. Lonzo. But okay. realistically, now I don't think say, they're now let's say one table. of them is untouchable because I feel like one of them is definitely going to be untouchable regardless, right? Who who which which two would you want with the, like a Josh Hart or who, which two would you want with like a Zubac? Because Zubac's been playing well too. I'll say this though. I mean, with New Orleans, like there's really no holds bars in their negotiations. Because truth be told, they would get more out of trading with Boston than they would with trading with LA. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, "Yo, this is exactly what we want." If yeah. they can't offer that, or at least get a counter offer that's at least similar to that, they can be like, "We don't have to trade with you." 
Now, at the end of the day, now now it depends on if AD wants to pull the Kawhi and be like, I'm not playing there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then that switches shit up. Like, that's the first time I'm seeing that in the league now. You remember back in the day, it's like, okay, you're getting traded, pack your bags and go. Yeah. Okay, it's part of the job. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, nowadays, like, nah, I ain't playing for him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, man, because, like, Boston can't trade until after the season's over because... When D. Rose won MVP, he still won, won it under his rookie contract. So they had something called the Rose Rule. Um, so essentially, because NBA teams are only allowed to have one player who's signed to a Rose Rule extension, um, they're both still under their extension from their rookie deal. I didn't so even know that. you can't have two players on the roster at once. So that means um, Kyrie Irving and that means AD would have to, like I said, wait to be a free agent so they can get off that rookie extension. Ah, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's kind of spicy now, so. Pretty interesting. So if we don't see anything all-star break, then that's a possibility in the summer. Yeah, so Lakers are putting pressure on them right now because, what, I think the trade deadline is February 8th. Yeah. And if he says that's the only team he wants to go to and sign with, I don't really think another team is going to jump in on that. But they could do that because I was thinking, I was, I was, you know, um, just racing on the cloud the other day, right? And I was just thinking, I was just like, yo, so what if there is a playoff contending team and they have this mindset, well, I think if we trade for AD, that means he's a top five talent. That means he can get us over the hump. Now, AD is a free agent until 2020, so that means he can be a rental for them this year. And if things don't work out, you can flip him and recoup your assets back. Ah, so okay. that could be something smart too. Okay. Uh, so out of all these teams in the West and the East, who do you see, who do you think could make that that leap to get AD? And if things don't work out, you know, obviously, like I said, they can get their assets back. But who do you think um, would who do you think would work? I mean, if it doesn't happen in February eighth, like here's how it goes: if, uh, if something happens. Before February 8th, of course, it's going to the Lakers because they're not really competing with anybody. So at that point, it's like a monopoly. But I heard, too, that New Orleans, they're not making any moves unless they feel like very, very pressured to, which I don't think they are at this point. And they'll have no reason to feel pressured. They have no reason. Like, just like they could wait till the summer, to be honest. There's no pressure on their end. And it's like if you keep playing him, that's going to mess up your draft stock. And if you keep playing him, you could avoid him getting hurt. There will, therefore, you know, we don't know if it's going to be a major injury. Now, a lot of things can play into effect. And he could, like you said, he could just be like Kawhi and threaten not to play anymore. So you're going to have to trade this guy. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's just like, even though he was playing, it's like they were still losing games. Yeah. So I don't think it will hurt their draft stock crazy. And I don't, I don't think they're like even in the picture to get a top off. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's just like, I don't think it really mattered. And also, what I can see, though, nah, they wouldn't trade him to the Clippers, though. But I can see them releasing them just so they can get free space to sign someone a free agency. Mm. I think they need someone. They need a. They need someone major at the point guard spot so Drew can shift over to the two, and then they need a wing. That's what I was saying. If the Lakers do that, as much as I love Lonzo, you. But the thing is, like, by you trading AD, in my head is like you're probably going to end up shipping away Drew Holiday and just start from scratch. So they may. I don't think that's the case. You don't think so? You think he they're still has still more try to be in that win now mode, or at least be a playoff contending team? They're not going to blow it all the way up. I'll say that right now. They they're not in the space to blow it all the way up. They can't really start from scratch because then that'll take like three to five years. Yeah. Because it's not like they're getting Zion. They're not getting RJ. They're not getting anyone in this draft class that means something. Mm-hmm. So they would. I don't think they would wait just to. They wouldn't do that. And mind you, like he still has a good amount of years on him, and I truly believe. Drew Holiday in the right situation, he still has potential to be the all, be an All Star. Yeah. So yeah. they're not they're not willing just to give up their All Star. Mind you, one of them already wants to go, so you're not just gonna ship the other one just to blow it all up. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. They can really take a lot of different angles on this, man. It's just uh, it, I really couldn't <laughs> call it to be honest. <laughs> it's tough, man. But yeah. if they're smart, like you said, I'm waiting till the off season because you're not in no rush. He's there till 2020, so you might as well wait. And who has the best assets, like you said, Boston Celtics. I think they got a few first-round picks this year, too. Um, I can't remember the exact, but they may have, like, two top ten picks, possibly, that they can use as ammo. Um, so you can do that, and then... Yeah, you, you can think get crazy for? with Boston. I'll be like, Jason, Jalen Brown, <laughs> give me Terry, too. Give me oh, a yeah. second rounder. Um, like you said, you need a point guard. I'm taking Terry Rozier. I'm taking Jalen Brown, maybe to make the money work. Al Horford and two first-round picks. I think that's fair. 
Yeah, I'm saying you can just dabble a lot if you go into Boston compared it's to if you went like, to LA. Yeah, like literally mix and matching like a putt or something like that. So if they're smart, you know, what I'm saying definitely, definitely wait, definitely wait. And you know, if you've learned anything, um, I think Coach Pop actually has been talking to the GM over there too, and he was just like, "Yo, you don't have to feel pressure to do anything." Um, so I wish I wish we could see some behind the scenes things of like what's 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 being said with Magic and the other, and if they curse each other out, stuff like that, putting threats, but. Uh, that's going to be cool. Um, so moving on from AD, obviously, uh, there's also been rumors about Klay Thompson. And the rumors, um, for at least from Adrian Wojnarowski, is that it's reported that if the Warriors didn't offer Klay a super max deal and try to get him to take a pay cut, he would consider joining the Lakers if AD joined as well, too. So let's say... Adrian Wojnarowski, the hood Welch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's say, uh, you know, the, the Lakers got rid of Josh Hart. Uh, they got rid of uh, Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. And they just had Lonzo Ball at the point with LeBron James. And you have AD, um, still got Zubak. And let's say you get Klay Thompson. How formidable is that team looking? And can you see Klay Thompson leaving a dynasty that he helped build from the ground up? The thing is, I don't really know the type of person Clay Thompson is. And the way free agency is nowadays, it's just like, it's kind of ruthless, to be honest. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was quick to leave that dynasty and be like, okay, this ship was going to fall eventually. Let me just hop on while it's not sinking. He could just hop off and play with the Lakers. So if Clay did go to the Lakers, mind you, and they picked up AD, and for some crazy reason Kyrie wanted to go back, that's a championship team. That's a championship team. At this point, they're... It's not like they're even competing with the Warriors. At that point, they would be better than the Warriors. Klay yeah. Thompson is a huge piece of why Golden State is with who they are. We really can't forget that. Yeah. He's the second. He is one of the top 10 shooters to ever play basketball, and he's the second best shooter on his team. Sometimes he's the first. Sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes he's the third. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's a big reason why Golden State is the overkill and they are who they are. So I'm saying if he leaves, that's that's a big they'll leave he'll leave Golden State bleeding, I'll say that much. For sure. Definitely. He definitely gonna miss his shooting. Um the fact that he can just get hot at any time and, and his defense is definitely gonna be flooded as well too. So um, there's a lot of times in the playoffs where the other teams clearly supposed to win, like when they went against the OKC when Katie was still there, game six was historical or even game six versus Houston. He's always there when you need him the most. So I would try to hold on to Clay over there because if LeBron gets a hold of him, it's a wrap. It's curtains. <laughs> and in LA, you know, I heard Clay got a little shorty. Um, have you seen Black Klansman? <laughs> no, I haven't uh, seen Black Klansman. Black Klansman is a girl called Laura Harrier, some actress. Kind of slight. Okay. That's the shorty. I think I'll leave for so, her too. I think I'll leave to go there too. <laughs> Clay whipped over there, boy. <laughs> Not playing no games. Okay, crazy. And, and, and as far as more rumors, um, Kyrie, uh, there's been reports as well, too, that Kyrie is entertaining the idea of joining LeBron again in L.A. Uh, so that's kind of shocking for a guy who wanted to leave LeBron James and go on his own team to be on his Kobe Bryant quest to win without another, you know, superstar, you know, sharing a limelight with someone else. Um, so I think Kyrie's starting to realize, not, not, not that he can't win without LeBron James, I definitely think with the pieces that he has now, he can definitely win with them. But I think the fact that these young players have already t- tasted a glimpse of success, um, you know, playing without Kyrie in the playoffs and being one game away from the, the NBA Finals, I think that they're still they still have that mindset that, yo, why should we listen to you when we've got this far without you? So I think right now is that power struggle right now on, you know, whose team is it, like, and, in, 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 you know, we want to be all stars. We want to have a lot of things. We have. We want to have a lot of things going on. We don't really want to listen to you right now. So, um, do you see Kyrie teaming up with LeBron again? And if if that happens, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Because I literally, Clay Thompson, Kyrie, AD, and, and LeBron all can't be on the same team. Realistically, it's only going to be LeBron plus two of them right now. So, realistically, to do that, to still sign, to still sign a free agent, you got to trade for AD, and you still have cap space once you get a K, get rid of KCP uh, to get another free agent. So, um, how do you feel about Kyrie being there, being there uh, with LeBron James? Um, I think Kyrie's in a different place in space now. 
he knows how good he is individually. He, I felt like when he was younger, he felt like LeBron was kind of holding him back. But now I think he's in a different space now where he knows how good he is individually. And on any given night, if he wants to give give you buckets, he will. And he, he's shown that before. People have tried to throw shade on him saying he can't score within the Boston system, this time the third. And he's shown us, if I want to turn up, I can. Yeah. So I think he's really beyond that at this point. Like I think he wants to build a legacy because he's a smart guy and he realizes that at the end of the day, you can drop as many buckets as you want, but the winners write history. Yeah, you're right. The winners definitely write history. And it's kind of crazy just, just seeing this, you know, story unfold, um, you know, through the months during the NBA season. I see why a lot of superstars would like to play with veterans. They just get it. These young guys just want to make a name for themselves. They don't want to buy into what's more important, winning. So it makes sense why they want to, you know, play with vets. I mean, it's it's a tough balance at the same time because you can be winning games, but you're young and you think someone's holding you back from your full talent or potential. So like, you're not really being able to show that. I definitely think it's Terry it's a Rocher very fine line. I feel like they're being held back, right? Yeah, now. I don't. It's clear. I, I wouldn't say Jason Tatum per se, mind you. He has the most attitude out of all three of them. It's kind of exactly. weird. I, he definitely does. Yeah, okay. He definitely does. But I um, Rozier did. Nah, you can see there's some bitterness in Rozier, but it's it's well deserved because you're getting starter minutes and being serviceable in the playoffs. Mind you, he was shitting on Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> he was going crazy on him, and then going to playing 15 minutes a game, maybe 18 minutes a game. Like that's a big transition. So I mean, I can understand his bitterness and saying like, if he was in that system long enough, he wouldn't. There wouldn't be enough growth for him, regardless of how how much winning they're doing. So he would have to go. So I can I can understand that, but it's, it's a fine line between okay, like me wanting to show my full talent and potential, and then deferring to the team so we can win. It's a very very fine line. I like that. Um, so you know, kind of keeping it with Boston a little bit. Uh, you know, Boston played the Warriors last week Saturday in Boston. Uh, so this was. You know, what a lot of people predicted would be the finals um, of this year. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Warriors won 115 to 111. Uh, um, and it was a crazy game. So, you know, obviously Kyrie did what he had to do. Um, if things went another way, Boston would have definitely won. Um, but what are your thoughts on that game if you happen to watch it? Um, and do you think that could be, you know, a finals uh, preview? I mean, I think that's. I think that's the only team that can truly that can truly compete with the Warriors in seven games. You know Why what I'm saying? That? They're just they're a deeper team than Toronto. Say for some odd reason Kawhi gets hurt again, that's a sweep. <laughs> that's a sweep. And then uh, hey, they blew him out this year. Obviously they didn't have Boogie. They blew him out this yeah. year by over twenty without Kawhi. But the thing is with the Warriors, like there's only so there's only a handful of losses where I was like, wow, that was impressive. That was one of them. But at the end of the day, too, it's just like they don't even really play regular season basketball no more. You can tell. Like, they only really live for the matchups. Like, when, like there's a big difference when they're playing, like, the Orlando Magic. It's like, okay, we got Boston, and they know Kyrie's trying to kill. You feel me? Like, they get up for those type of games. But they play 81 games a year. Like, they don't give it all they have for all those games. They're just waiting for the playoffs. They've been doing this for the past five years, see? You know what I'm saying? They've been doing this for the past five years. They know if they can get one, two, three, even if they get the fourth seed, it doesn't matter that they're going to go to the finals. That's cool. I mean, I still think <laughs> I'm kind of biased, too. You know I love Kawhi. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, duh. Um, I don't know, man. I still feel like from the East, Toronto, man, um, you still got one of the best. You, you got to respect them. I'm not I'm not going to count them out. You still have to respect Toronto. They have Toronto. so much depth, too. Like I know Boston has depth as well, too, but not, Can you bank on Gordon Hayward being to where he is right now, being that there's 30 games left in the season? The thing is, like, and I keep saying it, Boston's so deep, so, like, you, you don't have to. You think he's going to get benched? If he wants, and if even if he does, he's still going to be serviceable. That's the thing. Like, Gordon Hayward... There was even an anonymous player from the Warriors the other day saying what's holding Boston back is Gordon Hayward's lack of production. I still think it's KD. Or, it's either KD or Draymond. I would point to KD just because he had a fake Twitter and all that. And it's probably KD's. But that's what came from one of them after yeah. they played each other, which is kind of crazy. Um, I mean, it's part of it. Because, mind you, Utah, he was bamming out. Mm-hmm. He was going crazy. So you expect more from him. Yeah. And he's not really giving you that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'll keep saying it. Boston's so deep. 
it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. Mind you, Jalen Brown, every playoff shows up. Shows up, but on the road, Boston has historically been not been that good either. They haven't. I'm saying playoff time, like mm-hmm. Jalen Brown is, is showed up. Jason Tatum is first year in the playoffs. He he arrived. He showed up. Okay. So I think I think Boston's still the deeper team. What I like about Toronto though is they have crazy team defense. Dude, that and defense wins championships. You got you got bodies too. I know Kyle Lowry hasn't been doing what he's been doing offensively, but you got Kyle Lowry, who's a pesco on defense. You got Kawhi Leonard. You got Danny Green. You got the emergence of Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, OG Ananobi. Like, you got some dudes that can defend you. Um, and I think Pascal Siakam is going to have a coming out party. Um, and then you still got Valanchunas right there, who's been hurt for a little, a little while. He's the type of guy when you put him on, when, you, when, he, comes out, when he comes out the bench, he can – on any given night, give you 20 points per game. And I think he's going to give Boogie some problems if that happens. Because even this year, when I've been watching them play, when he was healthy, Joel Embiid struggled against Valanciunas for some odd reason. So um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see. And I think the Warriors are still – it's going to be it's gonna be tough to beat them, obviously. You got five all-stars right there. But I think you can still – if you play defense, um, if you take efficient shots – and if you try to exploit Boogie whenever he's on there, I think I think I think you can have a chance. And that that's what I noticed when I saw Boston go against them. They were exposing Boogie um, in the screen and roll and having um, a guard get on him and get into the basket with ease. Um, but I don't know what do you think, man. I mean, the only reason why, like, I don't think there'll be a true true threat is because no. Kyle Lowry, time and again, has showed that he cannot really. Elevate his play in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And, that, and that's what's that's the main asterisk right there. Because if Kyle Lowry played how he plays on a great night, then I got them going to the finals. But like I said, I think Kyle Lowry would be the guy that, that that's the Achilles heel. It's crazy because uh, beginning of the season, I went to go watch the Wizards play um, against Toronto and Washington, D.C., and I'm mad. That's when, LeBron, when um, Kawhi didn't play because it was back-to-back. Um, but Kyle Lowry outplayed John Wall. I was so shocked. He had like 27 and 13, um, made like four threes, was just doing everything. And I was like, yo, I just became a fan instantly. And then a month later, he just starts to dip. There'll be some games he has four points, some games he's like two of 10 from the field. I'm like, yo, like, where did that go? Um, so you really don't know what you're going to get out of him. And if history repeats itself, like you said, then it could be a lot of the load being, you know, Carried on Kawhi, and and that's and that won't work if you're trying to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Every finals team have, they have two to three people that can go consistently. Mm-hmm. Key word is consistently. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If your second best option is going to be that inconsistent, it won't work. That's what we got. We need we need Pascal Siakam to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking a lot out of Siakam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's a dark horse right there. Uh, we're gonna see shifting over to the West though. Um, and we'll still talk about the Warriors a little bit too. Uh, Paul George, man, um, he's been looking crazy, <laughs> dog. Crazy. It don't even make any sense at this point anymore. Son. This is the best basketball he's he's ever played, and I didn't think he was gonna get to this point after that I thought, horrific leg injury. I thought I thought, he, I thought he was done. I thought that was his peak. Yeah, I thought he. I thought that was his peak. He got another level. And the thing is, what he's showing us now, like it's it's a little bit less explosion. I can't even say that because he's. He body Greek the other night. That was wild. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, he, he punched on his head. <laughs> so I can't even say, like, it's a little bit le- less athleticism, but, like, he's way more skilled than he used to be. Like, his handles are on another level. Like, I think he has top 10 pat in the league. Like, it's kind of crazy. Bro, 27 points per game, eight rebounds, four assists, and he leads the league in steals, steals right yep. now. And OKC is the third seed at 32 and 18. And that's what makes him scary, too. He's, like, top five in scoring in the league. Is he top five? He might be top five right now. I got to verify that. I believe he's top five, and he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Yeah. So that's scary. And what I keep telling people is just like, I think Russ might be holding him back. You think so? I think Russ is making him grow right now from taking that step back. But the thing is, not like Russ is taking a step back voluntarily. He's, he's playing like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing like trash. Like yeah. It's not like he's taking less shots than he's but, regularly but been taking. But I've seen this year, too, where Russ kind of gives up his point guard duties and lets Paul George run the show a lot. And I also see Dennis Schroeder run the show a lot, too. But you, you're right, I too. do he respect is, that. He's not shooting the best right now. He's not. And that's he's scary, not. too. Because, like I said, 30 more games to go on going That's to the true. playoffs. If he catches... If he can just give me... 
44%, that would be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the thing is, I can't. The same reasons why we hate love, uh, Russ is going to be the same reasons why we love him, too. Yeah. Like He's relentless, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he's missed 19 shots. He's going to take the 20th for game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if he keeps the same mentality, but then he's just he just catches fire in the playoffs, OKC is a very, very, very scary team to run up against. And Robinson's not even back yet either. I don't even know if it matters right now. But, yo, OKC's defense is really, really good. They play elite. They play elite playoff defense. They can they can play great enough defense that will take them there. It's just can they close out against teams like the Rockets? And that's what I'm worried about. Just how you're talking about how Kyle Lowry, you know, whatever he does, like when it comes down to it, is Russ going to mess them up? I think now you got to let Paul George be that guy. But I think Russ is – I don't know if Russ – I feel like Russ cares about me more than we. It shows in his play. Well, why would he even care about me? He already been. He's been to finals before already. He's already been MVP. He's had two back-to-back triple doubles, averaging for the year. Like no, it's not like he doesn't. But the best see, see, team. it's not like he doesn't want to go back to the finals. Of course he does. But he wants to do it for himself, not his team. He don't know if he's gonna play with Shorter's next, Shorter next three years, or Paul George, or even Stephen Adams maybe. Like, but I think he does it more for himself more than the team. Because if that wasn't the case. You wouldn't have multiple games where you're going nine for 30, six for 27, 11 for 34. Like, he puts them up, and he can't shoot. And he's shown he still can't shoot the ball. If you look at his percentages, this is, this is the worst he's shot the ball since his rookie or sophomore year. Yeah. And he's been in the league for what, like 10 years now? I think this is year 10. So it's just like... You know, and that's why I kept saying, like, I think he's holding Paul George back. Because if, if he saw, like, okay, I'm not hitting like that, and this guy's catching crazy fire, let me try him to make him the MVP. That's a real team player that wants to win games. I don't think Russ has that mindset. Interesting. It's interesting. So, um, obviously, you know, we're still on Paul George a little bit as well, too. What do you think he would have to do to – obviously, he's an MVP consideration. Can we agree to that? No, nah, for sure. 100%. What do you think he'd have to do to – Outbeat the Kawhis of the world, outbeat the James Harden's of the world, outbeat the Giannis of the world, and Steph Curry's of the world. I mean, for it's real, kind of like a foregone conclusion. Because I would say Harden is there right now, but Chris Paul's coming back. So is Harden going to remain himself and be playing at this high level, averaging almost thirty six points per game, or is he going to take that step back and let Chris Paul do his thing as well too and work him back into that system? Like, what do you think has to be done if Paul George could potentially, you know, become MVP this year? So, what was the question you're asking him? Like, what does he have to do to get the MVP? Yeah, what do you think we have to do to get MVP this year? I mean, or is it just a foregone conclusion that like a player like a Giannis or or uh, Harden has that locked up? I mean, I mean, one, two things have to happen. Harden, he would have to hit the brakes tremendously on what he's been doing because he's been dropping <laughs> Will Chamberlain numbers. Like, I know so, you're a Houston fan, so I know you've been. Ecstatic. I'm trying to bite my tongue because I just. I kind of low-key seen this before, so I'm just really waiting to the playoffs. But this is some spectacular shit. So shout out to James Harden. But um, yeah, James Harden would have to hit the brakes tremendously. On top of the fact that Paul George, he he kind of have to escalate his game just a little bit more. Not like he's already going crazy already. He would just have to elevate it a little bit more, and um, they would just have to win a lot more games. But I think, I think that's really beyond the bigger picture. I feel like for, in order for him to get into that like upper echelon level of just players like we're talking about top fives he just has to really go crazy in the playoffs because he really let us down last year and that's part of the reason why i think he signed that contract to go back to okc game four four of 16 from the field he lost a 20 year old 20 year old (laughs) but it's just crazy how like a player like losing a mellow and literally keeping the same obviously they added uh who they add what's that one big dude's name nerlens noel and they added um Dennis Shooter, but it's just mm-hmm. crazy how, like, Melo leaving, like, they're just a completely new team. Um, I have mixed feelings about Melo. I used to really trash his name. I think, I think with him, he's just the type of player, he just really needs to be in the right system. He's not made to play in a lot of, a lot of, like, teams. He's just not made for it. Yeah. So they just need to find the right system where he can be coached right. But, um, I mean, it definitely made a tremendous difference on top of the fact that, like, people... Paul George stepped up. 
People had to step up. Schroeder came through, and he's stepping up. He's playing a he's, big role for their team. He, yeah. he could potentially get six man of the year. He might be there. Like, obviously, you know, you had James Harden back in the day and whatnot. But post-James Harden, I think he's their best, OKC's best backup they've had. Yeah, in the past. You might be right. Mm-hmm. Since, yeah, since James. Jackson, but. Nah, Reggie was hooping, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can I can say that. Since Reggie Jackson and James Harden, they're probably, that's probably OKC's best backup they've and ever had. You can kind of see players who have that mindset that, Nothing's going to change come playoff time. I think Shooter has that mindset as well. 100%. Too. For sure. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing with OKC, I think it wasn't really Melo stepping away. I guess it kind of did help in terms of spacing on the floor. But I think it's just realizing, like, wow, we really we really fucked this one up this year. <laughs> it's time to step up. And, it, and it's showing. It's definitely showing. I feel that. I feel that. So, um, to wrap that up, uh, before we get into one of our last topics of the day, um, who from the West you think can compete with the Warriors? Um, I don't know. It, I think it just depends on seeding, honestly. And we don't know what the Lakers are going to look like either. I'm assuming that the Pelicans are smart and they wait until the offseason to trade with Boston or another team um, and don't cave in. So if teams stayed how they were and were barring any injury or anything like that, obviously we know the Warriors are going to get to the finals. But who can Give us hope, a little bit of hope, even in the Western Conference. At least to take them to six games at this point. We're just talking about anything. Western Conference. Western Western Conference. Okay. Um, Nuggets are number one right now, right? Nah, Golden State's been number one for a while now. Okay. Nuggets two. Um, I think three is OKC. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I mentioned the Nuggets. I don't have faith in them. I think they're the Hawks of the uh, the West, to be honest. They're going to be a great regular season team come playoff time. I don't think they have the pieces or the experience to, to get experience, the job done. Experience, I think their team, even though no matter what seed they got, they might get bumped out the first round. It's a possibility. Because LeBron has a huge load to play. They could very well be the seventh seed and play against the Lakers. And if I got they play the against the Lakers, I, I'll put my money on the Lakers. Because yeah. I, I can't really bet against LeBron, especially in the first round. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, thank you for the standing. So we got Golden State at one. Denver at two, OKC at three. The only teams I can really see competing with Golden State right now is between Houston and OKC. To be honest, and the thing is, it just hurts my heart because like every time Golden State needs to get to the finals, they're like, ah, oh, let's just get Houston out the way real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first, yeah, you're right. It's, it's been like three, maybe four times where they had to play him in the Western Conference Harden Finals. When, when Dwight was there, they went to the Conference Finals and lost in six, right? Yep. Um, that's what the little B, little B curse came about, I think. Harden played awful. And awful. Then I think uh, they played him again one time. Harden was the eighth seed. He was just carrying the team yeah. that year. I think Dwight was hurt basically the whole year. Trent Can't Martin be mad at that. Traded. Still um, the last game he went outside. Yeah, went out. And then this year. Uh, seven games. Seven games. Up 3-2. Yeah. Out three two, but Chris Paul no didn't Chris play Paul. six and yeah, seven. No Chris Paul, so I can't. You can't put all the on all. At least James Harden tried. From what I saw from Game Seven last year, it looked like he at least tried. Even yeah. though he won't knock it down shots, he was still being aggressive. Yeah, so that that you had to respect. Um, side note: Chris Paul stealing money from Houston. <laughs> you mean to tell me he couldn't take a couple million dollars less to resign Ariza? I don't think it really mattered. I think honestly, like we don't need a Chris Paul. You need a Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Jimmy Butler would be tough. Because you got to think about it. Like, James Harden, he already takes a lot of that, that point guard role already. Mm-hmm. Like, even watching Chris Paul in the Houston uni- like, uniform, he doesn't look comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dan Tony's offense is not traditional. Right. So, like, when he has to pound the ball like that or he has to take a quick three in less than five to eight seconds, that's not Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Only time will tell. We're going to see what's up with that. And then to uh, wrap some things up, um, the All-Star starters were revealed. And I think later this week they're going to actually announce the reserves. And we're going to get into who we think the reserves should be. Um, but they took away um, fan voting. At, at, at back in the day, it used to be 100% fan voting. Now it's 50% fans, uh, 25% media, and then 25% players. Um, so for the West, I believe it was LeBron James leading the way, uh, Steph Curry, Harden, Paul George, and Kevin Durant, which is crazy. I thought um, they were going to go with AD for like a big, but 
Now, now that his position as basketball really doesn't matter. And then on the East, you had Giannis leading the way um, behind Kawhi, Kyrie, Kemba, who was kind of shocking. I thought Oladipo was going to get that um, just because of their success, but that really don't matter. And then they also had Joel Embiid as well, too. Um, so are, do you agree with the East and West? Um, how you feel about that? Because me, like, I'm, I'm not mad at it at the same time because I kind of rate you on what are you doing for your team. Um, sometimes it's not even what you're doing for your team. It's... When you think of all star, what do you what do you what do you what do you define as an all star? Is it how you elevate your team, or like, given what you have, you're still playing at a high level? Because given what Kemba has, you know, if he goes on any other team, he'd be better than he is now. Now he's kind of like he's just putting up stats. I mean, I think they're still in playoff contention, but like, do you agree with like that with Kemba being the starter? I'm not mad at that pick at all because mm-hmm. Kemba's been dropping ridiculous numbers and every. They've needed every single point for him to win a, win games. Mm-hmm. He needed every single one. Mind you, you got to put into consideration, I don't think he's missed a game this season. Yeah. If he did, I think it was two games. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't missed any games for this year. Um, what he's doing for Charlotte's historic. So, you kind of, I feel like you kind of have to, I, w- I don't mind them that he started, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, I'm not I'm not mad at any of the rosters. I think they're, they're good picks. They're justified. Yeah, I think they're all justified. Each player is justified f- for the position they're in. I kind of just miss... Having like, cause I, so there's there's all stars obviously, and then there's all star games, and I just feel like with the all star game is meant for the fans anyway, so I think it should be a popularity contest. Um, so I wish they could maybe up how much percentage wise, how much uh, fans should have a say I in. Think, but I think I actually I think, think it's, it's perfect where it is though. You think it is? But you, but you got to put into consideration the foreign votes and all the other votes. Like, yeah, think about it. Zaza would have been in the last one. I was just one. about to say that Zaza messed <laughs> a lot of things up. <laughs> Zaza would have been at the last one. Mind you, Derrick Rose is... He's he's made the, but he's I the biggest comeback of but this year. But would it have been so exciting just from a fan standpoint to see Luka Doncic in there, see Derrick Rose in there, D D Wade's last year, his farewell tour? That that would have been kind of cool to see but too. I think the NBA understands the atmosphere we're living media wise and how everyone wants to troll. Yeah. Because if it was more yeah. higher percentage voting, like there would be some bums in the in, yeah, in the I All Star games for kicks and giggles, dog. Even the example of uh, the presidential election, Harambe. You <laughs> Mind you, that was for the presidential election. You know what I'm saying? So what makes you think they're not gonna troll for an All Star game? <laughs> they voted for Harambe over Trump and Hillary. So what makes you think? <laughs> so what makes you think they won't troll during the All Star game? That's true. Yeah. So I yeah, we need we need balance. some balance. We need because fifty percent. They gave us most of the power, yeah. 50%. 25% of the players that actually play in the game. Mm-hmm. 25% coaches in um, the administration, so I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I guess I'm only rack- mad because I'm a D-Rose Yeah, player. you wanted D-Rose to play. That's D-Rose, all it was. That, that would have been tough, man. It's crazy just how much love he still has you know, around the world. It's, it's, it's just mind-boggling. Nah, what D-Rose is doing... Yeah, another side note. What D-Rose is doing for basketball is just is beautiful. This is one of the, be- like, this is one of the most craziest... Comeback stories and just sports, period. Mm-hmm. Just to come back from what he's been through and what he's gone through, ma- major shout out to him. Like, that's a different type of guy. Russell Westbrook, pay attention to what D Rose is doing right now as far as redefining your game. Yes. Now D Rose is yes. a threat on the three point end as well, too, which is crazy. He had a whole new dynamic. And really, I felt like now the game has really slowed down for, for me. Sure, you, you can see tell. with the different shot selections he has, too. And he's still athletic. So. For sure. It's going to be interesting, man. I wish he was out there and on a different team right now. I could definitely use him on, on Toronto right now. So the Colorado playoff time, that would be kind of tough. But uh, we'll say that for another day, man. So who do you think should be the reserves? I think um, there's a total of excluding the starters. That's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, seven per each team. So I think it's going to be 12 overall. Uh, so excluding the starters, you're going to have to pick seven from the east and seven from the west. On the West, man, seven players. Westbrook is definitely in there. That's yeah. one. Uh, Jokic, just because. Oh, AD, AD's up there. AD, AD's yeah. definitely up there. He wasn't a starter this year. Jokic, you have to. They're Jokic. number two, and then he's the best player on that team. So that's Would you go with Clay? Would you go with Dame? Would you go with Clay? I, mean, I already said Clay. Clay, Dame, um, Donovan Mitchell. Anybody from there you going with? Yeah, you got to pick Clay again, too. But Clay, even though he had a rough rough beginning of the year, he's picked it up. 
But the, the the coaches are voting for these guys too. Yeah. So you think Clay's got in there? Clay Clay's probably got it. Clay got it. Yeah. Who else are you going with? Um, Three more. Jokic or I said Jokic. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the players in my head right now. I guess yeah. I Damian guess you got Lillard? those. Damn yeah. Got those. Damn yeah. Got number four now. So who else are you going with? Got two more. Got two more. Bitch. I know, and I'm sorry, people who listen. I probably, y'all probably like hollering, like, "Yo, you missing this person right here?" Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard on the spot. What about what about uh Tobias Harris? Tobias, yeah, he, he might have. To I put think him he, in there. I, I think oh, he's earned it. Demar Derozan, yeah, Demar. Yeah, yeah, I Demar. forgot about Demar. Demar. Would you put Lamarcus Aldridge up there too, or no? Um, Only one of them gonna make it. Yeah, it's between one of them. So I'd, I'd pick Demar. Over Demar. So Demarcus. who's that last person? You going with D. Mitch? Uh, who was the person I just said before that? I said don't you? She threw his name in there, but he a rookie, so ah, he's tough though. <laughs> he is tough. He is tough to be honest. He'll be good in the uh, the Rising Stars Challenge thingy. Not nah, for He'll sure. So who who gets that last spot? We got Demar Derozan. We got Westbrook. We got Jokic. We got AD. We got Clay Thompson. We got Damian Lillard. Who gets that last spot? Donovan Mitchell. I think you have to. D Mitch. I think you. And have they're in playoff contention right now, so makes sense. Yeah. So in the East. Who you got? So obviously you can't pick Oladipo anymore. Someone's gonna change. Someone's gonna take a spot. I think the fact that Oladipo did get hurt, Ben Simmons now is on that mob. Okay. And Joel and B's a starter, isn't he? Yeah. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin for damn sure. Blake Griffin <laughs> going crazy. I almost forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he's really. He's redefined like, his yeah, game too. He definitely redefined his game. Like I didn't think he can dribble the ball like that. Like, yeah. His pull up three now. He's looking more like a three. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a he's like a three four hybrid. Like he's just a forward period now. For sure, you know. Ever since John Wall went down, I gotta I gotta go with Bradley Beal too. Yeah, would you put him in no, there? I can, I can throw Bradley Beal in the mix. Okay, okay. So that's three right now. What other four do you have right now? Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you can yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy in there. You remind me of Jimmy Butler. Your personality for some reason. <laughs> Y'all just have that. I don't give up attitude. I love it. Um, so that's four right there. Who's your other three? We already talked about Ben Simmons. Um, anybody, Chris Middleton, maybe possibly he could be up there right now. D'Angelo Russell has been getting a little bit of buzz between, right now. Between D'Angelo and Spencer, you got to throw one of them in there because mm. it's like they just hand off turns. They'd be like, "Oh, you want to go off tonight? You go off tonight? All right, I got next game." <laughs> okay, been, so yeah. there's five players right there. Who are your other two? Kyle Lowry by default. You think yeah, by default, there? man. Okay, I hate that he keeps making the playoffs. <laughs> playoff All Star game. At man. first this year, I thought he was gonna be a starter, which he could have been with Kyrie in the backcourt, but. Ever since nah. his production slacked over, I was like, nah. So who gets that last spot right there? Thinking, going through my teams. Players could are hurt too. Could be Middleton. We said uh, Boston. I don't really maybe see some of it. Could be no some. I don't see anyone from Boston besides Kyrie getting there. You gotta realize, I Horford made one too. He so, may, but so he may actually get that joint. I mean, Kyle Corver was one too. I don't like how, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Horford though, so I can't throw him in that that last spot. I'm trying to think. It might be Middleton. Oddly enough, yeah. Or Andre Drummond, maybe. It might be maybe one too more many big. bigs. How many bigs we got right now? Because now it's just front court, back court. So um, front court, I had Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin. So you could put Andre Drummond up there. I'll either give him that joint or I'll give that joint to um, Chris, Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah, it's between one of them two. I'll, I'll probably go Chris Middleton, Chris to be Middleton. honest. Finally, Chris Middleton. Finally, finally. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those were our picks for the reserves for the East and West. Um, and episode 46 was pretty great, man. Any last words you guys say? Many fresh. Um, You might see it on the gram, too. My gram is still fresh. Um, Instead of an E in the fresh, it's an X. Um, I'm going to start posting stuff. It's been a while. I've been real caveman about it, but um, I'm going to start using social media again. Um, Start following our team, man. District, we all we got, man. We're going to make some noise this summer. Yeah, definitely send me that. I'm definitely going to um, spread some love about that as well, too. But appreciate you being on the show. Um, and also appreciate pleasure, you man. always, you know, whooping your ass at 2K. Hey, 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 hey. We're not talking about that right now, man. <laughs> I'm just trolling. I'm just trolling. I'm just trolling. But ladies and gentlemen, thanks for you know listening to another fun-filled episode of the season show. This was episode 46. Make sure make sure to subscribe to me at the season show. It's available on iTunes, Podcast Connect, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't want to miss out. Always weekly and bi-weekly. 
weekly and by weekly content. I'm oh, sorry, I keep hearing myself in my headphones, so it's kind of weird. So always weekly and by weekly content, and just you know, rate, subscribe, comment, do what you gotta do, spread the love. Uh, Getting hurt.